Christmas Eve, so fun to get together. It's a special night. I'm, I'm having a blast. We, um, my family, the Durso family, they were all matching the girls up here that was part of the Durso family, uh, have made this kind of a tradition to do Christmas Eve service for the uh, last number of years, and it's just fun. It's part of the, the thing we do uh, around the Christmas time is we just know we're getting ready for a Christmas Eve service. We do the Christmas Eve service, and it's kind of that last thing before Christmas, and it's always fun. Um, it's always been a blast. Okay, so I want to make this a little bit, I want to ask you something. How many of you, it was normal for you, it, it actually wasn't for me, but how many of you, it was normal for you to go to a Christmas Eve service growing up? Normal for you to go. I, I would not put my hand up because I didn't go growing up, it was later in life. Okay, that's good, that's almost, that's about half. Is there anyone in here that you were one of the kids in the choir? Okay, I mean, not, not, yes, yes, you kids, but like all those years ago when you were in the, you were in the choir. All right, Janet, yeah, okay, there's a few of you. You know what it's like. All right. Traditions, that's something you do. Uh, how about this? How, uh, how many of you have a, traditions this time of year? Raise your hand. You, if you have a tradition, is this, come on, some of you are not raising your hand, even though you have traditions, right? Um, okay, you have something. Now, I'm going to do, I don't normally do this. This is not how I preach. This isn't a Sunday morning, so I can do whatever I want. And so what, I'm going to ask, what is a tradition that you have done growing up? All right, somebody is going to be bold enough to say, shout it out. What is something you have done growing up? Yes. Decorating Christmas cookies? Oh, yeah. And you brought some in the back for us, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, over here. Oh, that's a great idea. Christmas baskets in the neighborhood. I asked, um, I asked Mark and Michael, just two guys, you know, here helping at the church. Mark's dad would make a big omelet uh, ready to order. And he would be making, making, as I understand, fruit and bacon and sausage. It was the family tradition. Dad makes breakfast. Was that normal that he made breakfast or that was only Christmas? Uh, he did, especially extra special on Christmas. And, and Michael, your, your family's here. So I got a little bit of the family tradition. Apparently, Michael's family, the way they sort out presents, they wouldn't wrap them. It'd all be in like different stacks and corners or something. And you just kind of go in and raid what's yours. Pretty much <laughs> family tradition. Everyone's got different, and cinnamon rolls, I forgot. And cinnamon rolls is part of the, the, the thing. Uh, we, we have our traditions. Um, I love traditions. And probably the most popular tradition is what all the kids are giddy for right now is presents. Right, guys? Kids, presents? Presents, Okay. We are hoping for some presents. Well, I'm going to use that as a segue to the best present of all. Uh, I want to talk, and I'm going to be really short because of all the giddiness in this room. We're going to be really short, and we're going to talk about God's gift to the world. The Bible does talk about God in his overwhelming generosity and how much he loves the world. He talks about salvation as a gift, a free gift. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one section of one verse, 
And I actually think by the time we're done here, even though it's just going to be really short, you might have this one section of the one verse memorized, and you could take that home with you as a piece of scripture that now you have memorized my gift to you, even though I don't know you. You'll have a verse memorized by the time we leave. Here's what it is. It's, it's this little verse. It comes out of the, the book of 1 Timothy in the Bible. 1 Timothy 1.15 says this, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Think about that one. This is what the Bible says. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. I want to look at three lessons Christmas teaches us from just that little simple verse. Here's the first lesson Christmas teaches us. Christmas teaches us that salvation comes down from heaven. I don't know if you've noticed, but the world doesn't seem to be getting better and better and better and better and better with time and with the increase in technology and all the advances that we have in our world and all the things that we can do that we couldn't do a hundred years ago. It doesn't seem like the way we're relating to each other always is getting better and the world is becoming a safer place. Sometimes what you see on the news seems like the opposite of that is happening. And it's all kind of showing us that no matter what we try to do to fix ourselves, salvation certainly doesn't come from within. You can't fix yourself from the inside out. Humanity can't fix all its problems. Uh, we certainly, and, and this is the most important thing, we can't fix our sin problem. We can't cleanse ourselves from sin. We can't remove sin from deep within our hearts. Sin is a part of what it means to be fallen humanity, which is what everyone is born into. This is the world we exist in. Think about it. We, we develop nuclear power so we can light up our cities and then we threaten to blow each other up. We invent social media to draw closer together and build relationships. And it seems like those very platforms sometimes cheapen relationships or become cheap substitutes for real, genuine relationships. Think of it. Even our phones. Yeah, I, I going like this to reach and grab one, but I gave it to someone else before I walked up here. Maybe some of your kids are hoping to get a phone this year. And phones are great tools, and we love them for all the good they can do. And they make our lives calmer and less complex, right? No. Beeps and buzzes and every turn, always incessantly calling your attention. And sometimes we become enslaved to them. In other words, all the things we are trying to develop to make our lives easier or better or make humanity advance shows us that the problems are our hearts. And Christmas teaches us this. We can't fix ourselves, but listen, Christ Jesus came into the world. The problem couldn't be fixed from within the world. Something on the outside had to come in. And God came in his son, Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. You're going to have that memorized. I'm going to say it again. Christ Jesus came into the world because we couldn't fix ourselves to save sin. This is the first lesson of Christmas. Christmas teaches us that salvation has to come from heaven because it's certainly not coming from within. We can try all the things we want. It's not coming from within. Here's our second lesson Christmas teaches us. Christmas teaches, this is good news. This is really good news. Christmas teaches us, listen, salvation is for sinners. That's what Christmas teaches us. This is what the verse says. Christ Jesus <clears throat> came into the world to save sinners. Now, I'm really glad that verse doesn't say Christ Jesus came into the world to save people who've got their lives together. I'm glad it doesn't say that. 
I'm glad it doesn't say Christ Jesus came into the world for the bright and the smart and the strong. I'm glad it doesn't say that because I'd be left out of those, both those categories. I'm glad it doesn't say that Christ Jesus only came for the elite or those who are successful and those who can pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. I'm glad the verse doesn't say that. But what does the verse say? What does God say to us in his word? Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Wow, that's good news. I wouldn't have a chance if it said otherwise, but if it says he came to save sinners, then I got a chance. In fact, I have certainty because I know I'm a sinner. And maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, some of you have come in and maybe church isn't your typical thing. And, and maybe you walk in and maybe I don't know your past or your story or what you've gone through or what you've been through or where you're even at right now. And, and whether you believe in God or whether you have trusted Christ or any of those things, I don't, I don't know. But maybe, just maybe, you've come in and you've thought, I'm not really a church type. I'm not really a good person. Like, if you were to get to know me, maybe you wouldn't let me in these doors. If you were to know my past, if you were to know what I'm doing or have done or what I've said, uh, I don't know if you'd, you'd want to really know me very well. And if that's you... Maybe you've thought that you couldn't do Christianity because Christianity is for good people. You know what Christmas says? Christ Jesus, the Savior, came to save sinners. So if you're the worst person in this room, or, or if you're the worst person on the planet, Jesus came for people like you to die for your sins, in, to pay the penalty that your sins deserve, to pay it in full. That's the whole point of Christmas. Not that just he would remain a little child and that we'd all have warm fuzzies thinking about a little baby in the manger. He came to be a child that he would grow up, that he would give himself to perfect obedience to his Father, his Heavenly Father, and that he would go willingly to die on the cross for sinners. Are you a sinner? I am. Jesus came for you. He came into the world to save sinners. That's what the text says. Hopefully you have it memorized by now. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. You can't fix yourself, so he, someone had to come in. That's the first point. He came for sinners. Big sinners, little sinners. Sinners who ruin their lives by their sin. And sinners who build successful lives because of their sin. He came for all of them. He came for sinners. If you have humility, this is what Christmas is telling us. If you have the humility to, to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a sinner, I can't fix that, I can't change my own heart, I can't wash away, I can't scrub away my own guilt, God would be right because he is just to punish me. If you, you have the humility to say that, and then you can also say, but Christ Jesus came for sinners like me, Oh, friend, if that's you and you've never trusted Jesus, then you can trust him this very night and be saved and have absolute certainty that God has forgiven all your sin. Why? Because this promise is true, that the, the Savior of the world came for sinners. And if you can claim that title, sinner, then you can claim that Savior as well. Now, if you look in the mirror and you say, no, my life's good, you smile and you say, I'm exactly who I want to be. I need not change anything about myself. 
I need not admit anything I've done wrong. I have no regrets. I change nothing about myself. Then you would fall more in the category of a Pharisee, which is what Jesus, he came and often taught to these people who rejected him because they never thought they had a need of a Savior. But if you can humble yourself and say, I am the sinner, I am the, the one who needs salvation by grace alone. If it's by my works, I can't do it. But if it's by grace, I can. Trust Jesus and he will do it. So, so that's the second lesson. The first is salvation comes from the outside. It has to because we can't fix ourselves. The second point is salvation is for sinners. So if you have the humility and the self-awareness to say, I'm a sinner, I, I can't do anything, I, I can trust Jesus and he can save me. Well, you could be saved. And here's the third lesson of Christmas. It's Christmas teaches us that salvation comes through Jesus. Now, if you thought, maybe some of you thought, salvation came by being a good enough Christian. I'm going to do enough Christian things, and I'm going to be brought into heaven one day. And maybe you thought, if you weigh my good deeds versus my bad deeds, then my good deeds will outweigh them, and I'll be welcomed into heaven. Maybe you thought that Christians believe that by our good deeds, because we're better than everyone else, that's why we go to heaven, which is not true. It's not true. We believe... What this verse says, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus came. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus said. That he was the way to salvation. In other words, salvation isn't about you doing more stuff, trying to climb a ladder into the gates of heaven. That's not what salvation's about at all. In fact, he would say, stop working. Stop trying to earn it and rest, believing that he has already earned it for you, dying for your sins and rising from the dead and freely forgiving anyone who trusts him. It comes through Jesus. So Christianity is not do this, this, and this, and avoid that, that, and that. That's not what Christianity is. It is Jesus coming into the world to save sinners, and he saves everyone who trusts him. Everyone who trusts him. That's the essence of Christianity. It's, it's our hope. The reason there's joy in the air that you even feel when we sing the songs and you gather and you give hugs to your friends and family, the reason all this exists is to point us back to the greatest joy. In fact, the source of all joy, namely God himself reaching down to the world he loves through Jesus Christ, inviting all peoples to come by faith to him. Let me ask you, do you believe this? And if you never have, maybe your tradition, to get back to where we started, your tradition has been to kind of go through the holidays without giving much thought to Jesus Christ. Maybe your tradition has been more about the trees, the lights, the setup scenes, and the presents, and those are all great and fun, and we do those as a family, and we love them. But maybe the tradition has been to get so involved in those that you've missed the point of Christmas. And so my invitation to you is that Christ came into the world to save sinners. And if you have never trusted in Jesus Christ, don't let another Christmas go by where you ignore the point. In fact, break the tradition. 
shatter that tradition of missing the point of Christmas. And maybe this is the first Christmas where you look past all the glitz and glam and the glittery things and all the fun, and you look back at the point and you see this Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And you humble yourself as a sinner. And you cry out to Him for salvation and you receive it because Jesus loves to save sinners. And He will save any sinner that comes repenting to Him. And He will forgive all their sins and He will clothe them in His own righteousness and He will adopt that child into His family. And that could be you if it never has been you. And so I want to just invite you to Jesus Christ. So we're not going to do anything special. In fact, we're just going to sing one more song. We're just going to sing one more song. But if you do have any questions or you do want to talk further, there's a lot of people in this room. You could probably talk to a lot of people about what the real meaning of Christmas is. Or maybe you just tell someone in your own family who brought you here. Maybe they dragged you here kicking and screaming. And you could tell them, hey, I do want to talk about Jesus a little more this season. Help me understand this whole thing about Jesus coming into the world to save sinners. And if you're already trusting Christ, friends, brothers, sisters, let's praise our Savior together. Amen? He has come to save sinners. And we're the worst of sinners, but He came out of grace for us. Isn't this amazing? Let's remember this amazing promise of salvation through Christ alone. Amen? All right, let's stand together and we're going to close with one last song. I'll pray as you stand. So Father, we thank You for sending Jesus Christ We thank you that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We thank you that by faith and faith alone, we can be totally, completely, and utterly forgiven all our sins the moment we confess you as our Lord. We thank you for all these things. Lord, we thank you for Christmas. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.